It's the Real Estate Podcast, brought to you by ANZ Home Loans for financial well-beings. And welcome back to another episode of the Real Estate Breakfast for 2023, available, of course, every morning on iHeartRadio, Spotify and Apple and wherever you get your podcasts from. Welcome to Thursday morning. It is March the 9th and this morning we are talking about empty homes across Australia. Now, we've got a real shortage of homes but we know that there are over 1 million homes sitting empty. It's a travesty. They are sitting there gathering dust when people could be living in them. So that is the empty homes. The other problem that we've got in this country is under-occupied dwellings, and we spoke about this at the time with Tanya Steinbeck, and it's well worth reminding ourselves of the problem. And also a bit of a quirky story that we played last year and if you missed this it centers on a five-year-old girl wanting to live in the same street as her namesake and then many years later well you can guess what happened next so that is all coming up and tomorrow we have Arjun back from Investikit with the podcast series Investing for Sydneysiders. What to buy, where to live and things to avoid every morning on The Real Estate Podcast. Hey, don't forget, starting soon is your opportunity to jump onto The Real Estate Podcast with me and tell us a few things that are on your mind with a segment that is called Breakfast at Your Place. Literally, we're going to show up. We need to be invited first, though, and if you'd like to come on to The Breakfast Podcast, all you need to do is email us with your mobile phone number. I mean, how good is this? You don't even have to leave the breakfast dining room table. And you can tell us whatever is on your mind relating to the real estate industry. Now, if you're celebrating your birthday today for the 9th of March, many happy returns. Just the one celebrity, and that is Oscar Isaac. He is turning 44. He's from that movie, which I really like, that sci-fi thriller Ex Machina. It's the Real Estate Podcast, across Australia, seven days a week. It's the main centre forecast. And let's have a look at the weather forecast. And in Sydney, expecting a sunny day, a high of 27 degrees. In Melbourne, partly cloudy with sunshine, 21 is your forecast top. Brisbane, there is a high chance of showers and your top of 29 degrees. And look at that, Perth, once again, mostly fine. Perfect temperature, 27 today. From first home buyers to property investors and everything in between. Every morning on The Real Estate Podcast. Well, there are one million empty homes in Australia, which is a bit of a problem in anybody's language. Holiday homes are a significant contributor to the number of unoccupied dwellings with almost 350,000 properties listed on Airbnb alone. So it's a lot of homes. And then the other compounding problems is the under-occupied problem. And we spoke to Tanya Steinbeck from the Urban Development Institute of Australia in WA, where she is the chief executive. And we asked her to explain the problem there in WA. 
Sure. Well, look, I can certainly speak uh, in a in a Perth context where the vast majority of housing stock or established housing stock that we have here in Perth is four by two homes. And what we need desperately is more one and two bedroom, either apartments or dwellings. And so because our stock is very much weighted towards the four bedroom, two bathroom property, we're now seeing a significant level of under with, you know, a single person uh, rolling around in a three or four bedroom property because that's that's the majority of the stock that we have available. When we're in an environment where we're, we have a severe skills shortage, we're trying to attract people back to the state as every other state in Australia is, is equally trying to do at the moment. It's incredibly inefficient to have a significant number of homes that are un- under-occupied to the extent that they are. And I guess to compound all of this, it does come at a time when it's really just a bit of a perfect storm with what is going on. As you say, we've got this problem of very little housing choice, record low rental vacancy rates too, which is adding to the problem, a shortfall in established residential stock and serious delays to new construction. So you can see how much of a mountain of a problem that all is. Oh, it's it's incredible. We're not alone here in Western Australia. I mean, we're, we're battling with similar challenges all around the country. We're in a situation here uh, where it's very much chicken in the egg, where we're out there um, trying to promote Western Australia and, and Perth as uh, the place to come and work because we have such a significant skills shortage and we don't have the, the people to be able to build the houses or apartments or, or whatever sort of accommodation um, that's required. And we don't have anywhere for these people to live. We need the workers, but our level of supply is at such a crisis level. We don't have sufficient housing choice for these people to be able to be accommodated. And Tanya, I saw that you were quoted as saying that stamp duty is disincentivising people to right size now, which picks up on the point that you were talking to earlier, and will continue to have unintended consequences. So just once again, just highlight some of those consequences. Yeah, well, look, I mean, stamp, stamp duty is, is a significant portion of the cost of purchasing a home. And that's on top of a whole range of other costs that you have in terms of agent fees and and other bits and pieces. The median house price here, we are still the most affordable city in the country at the moment here in Perth. But if you were to sort of have this challenge in in New South Wales or Victoria, where, you know, in New South Wales, we're looking at over a million dollars as the median house price. I mean, it's it just puts housing or home ownership completely out of reach. The challenge around um, transitioning away from stamp duty, making sure that the state government still it's a revenue neutral exercise for them because it, it does form such a, a significant part of their revenue that we need to make sure that the revenue side of things isn't heavily impacted by a change, but also to give people choice. And that's why, you know, we support, you know, an opt-in model whereby you can choose to pay the stamp duty up front if that makes sense for you, if you're intending on being in the property for a significant period of time. So I think it's about choice. I think it's about flexibility and providing those options to people to do what we can to help them get into a home that suits their needs. And I think it's also important to highlight because many people living outside of WA won't be aware that for first home buyers they don't have to pay stamp duty. 
No. And, you know, I think um, one of the interesting points that the CCI report highlighted was the impacts on those people that can least afford it. You know, a couple of the things that I guess the WA state government has done is basically provided an exemption for stamp duty for first home buyers when you're purchasing a property under a certain amount. They've also provided a stamp duty rebate when you purchase an apartment off the plan. And that is a very deliberate strategy to try and encourage people to choose more dense projects to live in so that we can increase the rates of infill and density within the city. And so there's a couple of smart things that the WA government have done. But, you know, at the end of the day, stamp duty still places a, an enormous handbrake on, on what should be a market that people can freely move about within. It's your weekday real estate breakfast with news, interviews and predictions every morning on the Real Estate Podcast. So we get to that quirky story, Tara Jones, who was a five-year-old that dreamed about living in Tara Drive. There was something special about living in the same street that shared her name. Then magically, years later, her wish came true when her parents secured a property in Tara Drive. So I asked her, what was it that motivated her to want to live in Tara Drive? Well, I guess it's just sharing the name with it. And my brother, his name's Patrick, and there was always a Patrick Street in Hobart. And we'd drive past it all the time. So the idea of living on Tara Drive was just always a dream. So tell us a little bit about the the property that your parents have bought. What's the story with the bees? Yes, my dad keeps bees here in Lindisfarne, but because the new property's got around five acres of land, he's really hoping to expand his bee, well, business, I guess we can call it. Let's bring in the property consultant from Petrusma Property, Anita Fitz. Good morning. Thank you so much for having me. You've probably not heard this sort of story before, somebody wanting to buy in the same street or road as their name before, right? No, I hadn't. I hadn't. When I was chatting with Tara's parents at the open home, instantly she told me how it was always a childhood dream of her daughters that couldn't make it to the open home that day and uh, that she'd always wanted to live in Tara Drive and they were so excited and I knew at that time that they were going to put a contract in on the the property and yeah, so when it all came confirmed and Tara finally got to have a look at the property, it was, yeah, it was really quite a um, lovely story and, and you could tell that, you know, it really was a dream come true for Tara and for the whole family. And I understand that there was a bit of interest too in Tara's new property, plenty of active bidders and interest. There was plenty of interest around. Um, being an acreage property, it does select a, a select market in Hobart, Tasmania, sitting on five acres. But yeah, plenty of people coming to visit the property and showing interest. So what, what happens next? Because you've bought Tara Drive, but it's not your home. So <laughs> when you come <laughs> to buy, what's going to happen? Are you going to move just two doors down from mum and dad? Or have you got a plan? Well, I don't know if I could afford in the same area at my age, but um, I reckon I'll stay there for a little while yet, complete, finish uni, and then, yeah, see where I go after that. Now, you're coming up 18 years of age. I did have a quick look, and I saw that there is a Jones Street in Burnie. Would that appeal? That could definitely do something. Yeah, and I also found that there's a Tara Street I think it's Hobart. Oh, is there? 
You don't know this? I feel like I might have heard it, mentioned it or something. South Hobart, Tara Street. So I thought, well, let's throw a couple of options up for you. You've probably got a few years to think about it. Yeah, (laughs) Tara Street's the way to go then. And what about that, Anita? Tara Street in South Hobart. Perhaps you could hook her up when the time is right. Yes, Tara Street in South Hobart. And there's also a Patrick Street in the city as well. So maybe I'll hook them both up with a, a new property in either one of those streets. Yeah, so maybe what happens is you give us a call back when you buy that property in a few years' time and uh, we'll bring everybody up to speed. <laughs> that sounds like a great story there. All right, well, look, thanks for jumping on the call with us and all the best of luck for the new home. I hope it all goes well. Yeah, thank you. A few days till we move now, but it's getting quite close. Well, thanks again and all the best of luck. You've managed to secure that childhood dream. Not everybody gets to do that with property, that's for sure. (laughs) No, they don't. Very lucky. Good on you, Anita. Thank you for joining us this morning. And who knows, a bit of business coming your way from Patrick and Tara in the future. Yes, looking forward to it. Thanks so much for having me. We connect you to the best real estate information across Australia. The Real Estate Podcast. 